independent thoughts, independent life. This is Chad Benson. Ah, happy Groundhog's Day. Did he or did he not see his shadow? I see a shadow on my stage. And so, no matter how you measure, it's six more weeks of winter weather. My goodness me, the duckbill platypus or whatever he is. Is he a beaver? Is that what he is? I don't know what Puck Sunnyfield is. He's a rodent. I know that. Uh, but he is uh, and a good weather person because I saw that he was, he was uh, I think he's going to get inducted into like the Weather Hall of Fame. <laughs> like they have that. <laughs> is he going to give a speech? Guys, I'm super excited. I can't believe I'm here. Six more weeks of winter sucks for you. Winter today was 39 degrees when I went outdoors, but it was toasty in my car on the way to work, and it will be about 68 today as a high. I know it's crazy, but I'm still in short, so enjoy that. Soak that up as we head towards Super Bowl week next week. Ooh, yummy. Ah, thank you so much, Duckbill Platypus. He's not. He's not. What is Buxatani Phil? I need to know that now. I do not know what he is. I thought he was a beaver, but maybe he's not. Maybe I'm wrong. He is is a groundhog. It's a big ass groundhog. You didn't know that, Chad? I knew that, but like, what's he related to? Because that's a big ass groundhog. We got little groundhogs around here. Don't look anything like that. Uh, let's see here. Uh, in Germany, they would call them uh, uh, a hedgehog. In Germany, is what they do. That casts the shadow. That predicts snow. Uh, let's see here. What are some other animals that predict stuff here in Arizona? We have a rattlesnake. Uh, and so he is supposed to later on today decide whether or not there'll be more or more sunshine or way more sunshine. <laughs> Jeez, Chad. So be prepared, kids. You got six more weeks of winter, which sucks. Uh, but it uh, looks like it's going to be thawing out a little bit over the next couple days. So that should help the flight thing. But the groundhog has spoken. The giant groundhog who looks to be overfed. I'm just going to say that. He looks a bit chunky. 323-538-2423. At Chad Benson Show is your Twitter. Tweet at us. Text the program. Al Sharpton yesterday and uh, Ben Crump and everybody were at uh, Tyree Nichols' funeral doing what they do, of course, ginning up everything, making this thing massive, uh, a talking point. Uh, and I'm going to tell you why that means bad things for Memphis. Well, Reverend Al, you don't understand. How are they going to keep crime down in the black community and at the same time not be tough and rough? Well, they do it the same way they do it on the white side of Memphis. And they keep the crime down without being rough and tough. How do you have the same department that can keep crime down on one side of town? without beating folk to death. But you can't do it on the other side of town unless you feel that you can get away with it there. I can't speak for everybody in Memphis. I can't speak for everybody gathering. But for me, I believe that that man had been white, you wouldn't have beat him like that that night. So, we're just going to police everything the exact same. Should be totally fine. City's going to be great. By the way, Memphis is a uh, violent city on the best of days, ultra-violent. So where are they heading? 
great article, opinion piece, uh, done by, uh, in the Wall Street Journal, by Jason L. Riley. And he goes after the places like the New York Times, who mentioned the Confederacy on numerous occasions in the story. Then he starts talking about things called facts and data. Oh, tell me more, Chad. So, annually, contacts between the United States of American police forces across the country in each city, county, etc., etc. 60 million. So the United States of America, all the police forces, the contacts, the interaction between the police and civilians, 60 million times. Got to be tons of deaths, right? Got to be huge amount of deaths. 999 people were killed in 2019 by police. 424 whites, 253 blacks, 12 of the black victims were unarmed, and 26 of the white were unarmed. Ooh. So, what happens after situations like this? Manhattan Institute report 2021. Police killings of African-Americans declined by 60 to 80% from the late 60s to early 2000s and stayed at that level ever since. Study published by the Journal of Trauma and Acute Surgery 2018 looked at over a million service calls in police departments across the country, including Arizona, Louisiana, North Carolina, and found that officers used physical force in the course of an arrest less than 1% of the time. Moreover, 98% of suspects who were arrested when force was used Sustained no or mild injuries. Oh. But now here is where, as the kids would say, the rubber meets the road. What happens after something goes viral? Something big like this happens? Well, crime decreases, right? Exactly the opposite. They skyrocket. Why? Police pull back. Tremendously. Pull back big time. Places like Baltimore, Chicago, Ferguson, where situations took place and then there was a big viral talking point and then big investigations came in from the feds. Police pulled back. Encounters fell by 90% when it comes to police and civilians they think are you ready for this 450 excess homicides per year when police pull back like this crime skyrockets let me put this in perspective 450 excess homicides per year according to this study is two times the loss of life of the duty for the U.S. military in a year, 2.6 times the annual loss of life due to school shootings, and three times the loss of life due to lynchings between 1882 and 1901, the most gruesome years. So who will suffer? The mostly law-abiding residents of poor black communities will bear the brunt of any crime surge in Memphis just as they have elsewhere. The media remains more interested in hot takes than introspection and explaining the difference between anecdotal and statistical evidence. Think about that for a second. So while, yes, 
You should investigate. Yes, these things should be looked at. When we do so in such a way as to demonize, the police decide, well, we're going to pull all the way back because obviously this is what people want. The people that are law-abiding citizens, individuals who are going to work every day, who are struggling to make it, who are being held hostage in neighborhoods and areas infested with gangs, drugs, and violence, now will bear the brunt of this because that's what everybody wants no much like shark attacks and plane crashes these things rarely happen when they do we seem to think they happen 24 hours a day seven days a week the reality is that's not true but they make it seem that way because it's a big story and a great narrative for them and the story and the narrative will easily overdo any of the facts available because how you paint the picture is all that matters. Not the aftermath of what's coming to the people in Memphis. 323-538-2423. At Chad Benson Show is your Twitter, your Instagram, all of the other things. A lot of stuff to get to today. We're going to try to squeeze it all in. The insanity of the book banning craziness of Florida and the lunacy of the way that people are reacting towards it. And I'm going to point out how insane it is. And I want everybody else out there to go. Ugh. And I'm not talking about the, the, the battle of the AP, the black AP history, the stuff that they don't want kids to see. Just to give you an idea, what I point out here, you'll probably go, I didn't even think of that. That's insane. But it's that simple. 323-538-2423. At Chad Benson Show. Your Twitter, your Insta, and all of the other things. I said Insta like I'm all hip and cool. We know I'm not. You know who is? My dog, Doodle. Doodle's great. Doodle's famous. Doodle's awesome. He's got uh, uh, just a long life ahead of him. He's 15. He shouldn't even be alive. But thanks to Rough Greens, he is live and kicking, as my friends at Simple Minds would say. And he is loving every moment of his life. Energy, bouncy, happy. Great digestive tract. He doesn't have sore aches and pains like he used to. He is living his best life, and it's all because of K9 Vitasmart from Rough Greens. He's got vitamins, minerals, probiotics, omega-369. All I do is sprinkle it on top of his dog's food, and he loves it. He eats it up. The young dogs love it as well, and it has been a lifesaver. If you love your animals like I love my animals, guess what? Now is your time to take advantage of this. By getting a free bag sent to you, all you have to do is cover the cost of shipping. R-U-F-F-Greens.com slash Chad. Roughgreens.com slash Chad. Roughgreens.com slash Chad. Get a free bag now. It's the Chad Benson Show. Podcasts are American as hot dogs, apple pie, football, and sushi. Uh-uh. Oh, my goodness. No. Okay, maybe not sushi. Next time you have a craving for something sweet and tangy, download a Chad Benson Show podcast. Mm, boy. That is good. It's different because you get a little bit of saltiness. It's so good because it's sweet and salty at the same time. Get a taste on iTunes, iHeart, or Spotify and binge to your ears content. Oh, yeah. You're listening to The Chad Benson Show. Uh, look, kids, in the sky up there. Is that Superman? No, it's the interest. 
The Federal Reserve has raised interest rates 4.5% over the last year, and they've now jumped it another quarter percent because... My colleagues and I understand the hardship that high inflation is causing. And we are strongly committed to bringing inflation back down to our 2% goal. Fed Chair Jerome Powell saying there could be more rate hikes depending on how quickly those price hikes slow. Chairman Powell is boring. I was saying that yesterday, but like, what would you want? <laughs> like, if you think, like, if, 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 let's just say you got somebody who's like Tigger, right? You know, it comes, what's going on? Oh my God, I'm going to raise the rates. <laughs> like, that wouldn't be. You probably wouldn't want that. So maybe we do need somebody who is, uh, quite frankly, as boring as it comes. Today, the FOMC raised our policy interest rate by 25 basis points. We continue to anticipate that ongoing increases will be appropriate in order to attain a stance of monetary policy that is sufficiently restrictive to return inflation to 2% over time. Again, having somebody come in and go, okay, guys, this is what we're going to do. It's going to go up. Why? Because we got to. It's too damn high. So if we make things go up higher, when you borrow money, people stop borrowing money and pissing me off. And then everything will fall and we'll be back down to 2%. You probably were like, I think that guy needs less coffee. (laughs) What does it mean to you? Chad, uh, how does this affect me? Okay, I'll tell Prices you. are cooling, but you're still paying about 10.4% more than a year ago for food. The latest rate hike will mean paying more for your credit card. The average household credit card debt is just under $6,500. The new rate hike means you'll pay an additional $123 in interest. So, things are going to get more expensive. Borrowing money is going to get more expensive. So, be prepared for that. You're going to go purchase a car. It's going to get more expensive. If you're going to go out and you've got credit cards, uh, like they said, it's going to be a little bit more expensive. Borrowing money is going to be more expensive in many businesses, as we explained here, live in a world of credit. So they have a line of credit that they borrow to make payroll, things of that nature, because they're they're they're, you know, as far as they're going, they're billing out 60, 90 days before they get their money in. So they need that float. That's going to be more expensive. That's the whole goal is to slow everything down, to try to bring it in parity with each other, see the way that works. Well, interesting. Interesting. It's about spending what you have in a manner that's right, unlike these ding-dongs who are arguing over the debt ceiling. Ladies and gentlemen, not Paul McCarthy. (laughs) The McCarthy that leads the way for the government when it comes to the House, talking about his exciting meeting yesterday with the President of the United States. Be it business, be it in family, be it in relationships, that you can find common ground. There's nothing in there but me walking away that does not believe at the end of the day we can come to an agreement that makes America stronger, puts us on a path to balance, and exactly what the American people are asking us to do. It's our responsibility. It's our responsibility. Your responsibility is to spend money wisely. Biden's already said he's not doing a damn thing. He's not going to do anything. They've 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 reiterated that on a quadrillion times. 
Jay Powell was just asked about the debt ceiling. Is that the view of the White House? There is only one option. There are no prioritization off-ramps, comically large coins to consider. I think we've been very clear. I think we've been very clear from here that this should be done without conditions. It is it is their basic job, Congress, right? It is their basic duty to lift the debt ceiling. It is something that has been consistently done over the years. That's not their basic job. You guys' job should be to do your job. It's about the people. It's not about the politics. It's about making sure you balance the budget. When's the last time we actually balanced and turned in a budget that was anything close to anything that we end up spending? Please, somebody tell me. Huh? We overspend. Their job is to always raise. No. At what point do they deal with what's going on and the fact that we're spending it? Because let me tell you what's going on. When the House of Cards falls apart when you pull that jenga thing and it all tips over when the ponzi scheme comes to an end you want to not be a part of it the goal is to kick the can far enough that it gets close enough to that wall before you get out and then it can't go on anymore it's about addressing the issues and when you're saying these things should have absolutely no basis in reality as far as conditions it's bs well when do we talk about conditions just curious about that coming up sanity when it comes to florida and their book craziness talk about that straight ahead chad benson show Chad Benson Show. Independent thoughts, independent life. This is Chad Benson. Fuck Satani Phil. Saw his shadow. I called him a giant beaver duck build platypus thing. He's the groundhog, Chad. Yes, I just said he was a rodent. Belongs to the, uh, was it the Scarude family? Scaruda family? Ground squirrels known as marmots. <laughs> oh, my Lord. Although Puxitani, man, they brought him out. He does look a little bit bigger than normal. I have been eating too much what if he gets so big they can't get him out of the thing <laughs> i've eaten myself into sadness could somebody please help me can they i've got a problem it's a big boy that pucks at donnie a big boy he's eating well eating well with pucks at tony phil but uh six more uh, weeks of winter for whatever that's worth uh, for whatever that's worth, kids, see the way I did that there? Uh, this is insanity. So I don't know if you guys are aware of this, but uh, Florida is going to be banning books. All teachers are going to go to jail. Felonies. Evil. Oh, my God. You thought about that, about that. People freaking out in the media as you would do. Ladies and gentlemen, the freaker outer, freaker outers. Dad Levin. Layla, thank you. This is, thank you. Probably this is bizarre. Boy. I know. What I we, know. What are we doing? First of all, phenomenal start to the segment with old, uh, he's, he's thinking everybody, Layla, Poppy, the whole nine yards. What I we, know. What are we doing here? I mean, this, I feel like we're going back. I feel like I'm watching a bad version of like Pleasantville where you're, 
I, I don't get what's happening. It feels like the 1950s all over again with like book banning. This is this yeah. is cancel culture from people who are I guess they just want our kids to be ignorant and to control the teachers. It is uh, this is outrageous. I, I, I don't I really don't even know how to explain what's going on. You can't because you're an idiot and a buffoon. But we knew that already. Teacher, yesterday, uh, Jags fan Brian posts a picture of the library uh, and says, since y'all want to play, this isn't really happening game, and there's several shelves that are empty. You're like, oh, my God. Oh, my God. Look at all those things. Jeez, they're just getting rid of everything. They don't want kids to learn. They want kids to be stupid. It's It's... Did you, has anybody even read what's in this thing? Anybody? I'm just curious. Oh, that's right. They mention it later on in the story. Under the new policy, books containing explicit content, particularly pornographic material, are prohibited from classrooms. Who has a freaking problem with this? Let me tell you what some of this stuff is. I want you guys to understand. Genderqueer, when the, the, the book that's, uh, uh, that is, that's, everybody says, I can't believe they're canceling everything in this book. If I read that on the radio today, I would be suspended and or fired. Soak that up for a second, if you will. Oh. If I read that today with and was able to show you the pictures of the sexual acts being done, I would be fired and or suspended while they do a thorough investigation. And somehow, because this library, this guy showing here, I'm assuming it's a person because it says... Uh, Brian, but I could be wrong. These are shelves for children, like my daughter's age, who's four and a half. Maybe my stepdaughter's age, who's 12, and my son's age. This is not a library where you're wandering into a, a big library. They're, ban they're not banning books. You could still get the books. And if you want your child to find out how to have sex, or to do things with other body parts. That's your prerogative. But does my school need to have it available? Hell, when I was a kid, we'd all try to find a natural geographic. We'd look at a booby and we'd laugh. We got in trouble for that. Can't have that. Oh, they take those pages out. Nowadays, oh my God, of course. Who would like to learn about sexual intercourse? Children, raise your hands. If you have to say... Raise your hands. Then maybe this isn't a place for some of these books. Now, can they go overboard? Absolutely. We know that. It's politics. And it's also a game of, of pop culture and a clash of, of so much of that stuff. In the culture wars, they call it. But I can't even read you some of the stuff. A vast majority of it. I don't think it's fit for children. And I'm a big libertarian. 
And I'm not saying ban the books. That's stupid. And neither are they. They're just saying, look, comprehension, understanding of the material, indoctrination, pornography, explicit content. Maybe we rethink some of these things. Is that so bad? Is that wrong? Now, if they said we need to eliminate these books and get rid of them so no one can ever see them, I would stand there and say that is asinine and stupid. No, that's not what you do. But to think for a moment that some of these things are fine for elementary school kids and I would get fired for reading them on the air, think for a second about that. You couldn't show if they illustrated a few of these books and put them on regular television, they would never get past the censors. Just want you guys to understand. So when you hear all the stuff about the people losing their minds, oh my God, have an understanding of what it's about and take a look. Can they go too far? Yes. Can people get out of control? Yes. I mean, have we all not seen Footloose? (laughs) It can happen. I'm just saying, though, uh, there is an element of, well, hold on a second. You know what? No, we don't need to ban the books, but they don't need to be in schools. Okay, that's fair. And some of these books, maybe for kids who are in 11th, 12th grade, Right? Maybe mature enough to handle some of these things. Okay. And if your parents want to if their parents want to sit down to you when you're three years old and read you Hollywood's Wives Club, that's their parents' thing. I don't think it should be in school. Do they teach that? I don't know. I don't know what school I went to, but I felt like I saw that. Three two three five three eight twenty four twenty three at Chad Benson Show is your Twitter. Tweet at us, text the program. I don't know if you guys are aware of this. Uh hearings have begun. Uh, where uh, Mayorkas, you guys remember this Mayorkas character? Well, the hearings have begun uh, on the Hill. So yesterday they did some of this, they did some of the coronavirus stuff, we'll get to a little bit later. But uh, there has been impeachment articles already drawn up by one Andy Biggs. We want to remove Alejandro Mayorkas from office because he's not serving the American people. He's serving a lot of the interests that are enemies of the american people the mexican drug cartels come to mind now uh i don't think for a moment that Mayorkas is being bought off by the drug companies but uh and as much as andy i think over the years has lost his way uh in some of the things because he's become more interested in being a celebrity rather than a politician that's working for the people which is pretty much everybody nowadays who's a celebrity, uh, some more than others. He's always been a bit of a deficit hawk, and he's always been strong on the border. And this is one of those situations where I look at him and I say, he's absolutely right. And Mayorkas has failed. and so, Well, the Biden administration has failed. Congress for decades has failed. Politicians have failed. But on this occasion, this guy has been a disaster. 
and that comes from the Biden administration down, but you're not impeaching the president as stupid as they, some of them would want to go and do that. You're not. But Mayorkas, you can go after. And I don't think there's a ton of pushback from there's you'll get some just because oh he's part of our but you're you're not going to get the big oh my god this is ridiculous because the reality is it has been a nightmare is it all his fault it is not but has he lied on numerous occasions the border is secure uh we know it's secure uh we have seen the security that we're doing here and uh, based on the technology we have and stuff, uh, I feel we're, we're, we've got a problem. We're doing a good job. And then off mic, you'll hear him go, it's a disaster. It's a nightmare. It's horrible. It's falling apart. It's a crisis. He has failed his duties. And yes, he needs to pay the price for it. Time and again, we've heard that the border is secure when we know that the truth isn't anything close to that. Correct. Correct. And if you think allowing two and a half million plus people in, not counting the quote unquote gotaways, is a great way to secure your border, you are fooling yourself. It is not. And they need to come up with something. There is a and 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 that something is us as people also need to start paying attention to the people that we put in power who are more interested in the politics and the crisis than solutions. Some of that's on us. We bitch about why don't they do enough for us. But when opportunities come to replace these people, we do not do that because they've rigged the system to protect themselves. And we better figure out how we get around that system that they rig that, quote unquote, protects them from us. They're consumers. They work for us. But as long as they continue to get the things that they enjoy, which is crisis issues, they'll continue to make sure that their bank accounts are fat, that they have the issues to run against the other side, to gin you up because they think you're not smart enough to understand they're not interested in an actual solution that is going to benefit a vast majority. And that includes the people that are trying to come here. 323-538-2423 at Chad Benson Show. Is your Twitter tweet at us? Text the program. I want to talk to you about my friends over at Swiss America. Now, I've had gold and silver coins for years. Always thought coins were great. I've always collected them. And it's a great way to, you know, at a time when you're unsure about inflation. It's just, it's it's always one of those things where it's a safety net that's that's great. And it's tangible. It's in my hands. Right now, my friends in Swiss America have something amazing for you. Delivered right to you. $12.50. It is the Walking Liberty half dollar. Super low price. Limit 250 per customer. Now, these things were minted from 1916 to 1947. And they can be yours for just $12.50. Like I said, I've had the tangible. I've had the coins. I've got some coins here. And in fact, next week or so, I'm going to sit down with the guys over Swiss America and I'm going to bring them all of my coin collection. And my father-in-law collected coins for years to have them take a look at it. It's just a good thing. More and more silver is being used from everything from military to electric cars, solar, you name it. So why not look at how you can protect your nest egg with something tangible in your hands? And that is the Liberty, Walking Liberty Silver Half Dollar from Swiss America. Right now, call or text to reserve your coins. 800-289-2646, 800-289-2646. You can call or text or go to SwissAmerica.com, SwissAmerica.com. Help protect your assets. 
against inflation today. Call or text 800-289-2646 or visit SwissAmerica.com today. Chad Benson Show. You stink like fear and white male privilege to me. I do often out myself verbally as a gender. My pronouns are they, them, and I'm proud to be a gender. Are you stupid? Are you kidding me? Not a great way to use your white privilege. Some people get it. Some people don't. You're listening to the Chad Benson Show. Hot dog and bologna, chicken and macaroni. Oh yeah, chicken wing, chicken wing, hot dog and bologna. Chicken and macaroni, which are basically my food groups. That song was made for me. And I say that because a woman in uh, Chicago, uh, she's in trouble. Former food lunch lady. Oh, what have you done, Vera? Vera, Vera, Vera. former South Suburban school lunch lady is now facing criminal charges accused of stealing more than a million dollars worth of chicken wings. This went on for about a year and a half. What the school worker allegedly did with a large amount of chicken wings is still unknown. 66-year-old Vera Liddell, she's at the center of a major theft scheme that brewed during the COVID-19 pandemic when students weren't allowed in the classroom. Between July 2020 to February 2022, Cook County prosecutors allege she used her position to embezzle 1.5 million dollars from the school district she took a hundred thousand dollars a month in chicken wings court documents accuse liddell of ordering more than 11,000 cases of chicken wings from the district's food provider gordon food service at this time it's not clear what liddell did with them the food was never brought to the school or provided to the students Court records reveal the manager discovered individual invoices signed by Liddell for massive quantities of chicken wings. Parents say it's upsetting to know someone may have selfishly taken the funds intended to nourish students. It really is kind of sad. <laughs> How do you steal $1.5 million in chicken wings? And like they said, they have no idea what she did with them. They're over budget already for $300,000. And so what was happening was they they still provided lunch and, I guess, breakfast and lunch for kids even during the times of COVID. And remember, this is Chicago. So they were shut down tight because, ah, right, uh, COVID. And so while they're super shut down tight for COVID, they were still supplying it. She, on top of that, was ordering chicken wings did nobody at the place go man i don't know what these kids man these kids are eating a lot of chicken wings <laughs> but she stole that many chicken wings that is insane that is nuts oh my lord 323-538-2423 at chad benson show is your twitter tweet at us text the program if you guys in here haven't heard puxatani phil the great groundhog uh arguably the greatest groundhog of all time uh, saw his shadow. So 30 quadrillion more years of this movie. What? Yeah. Not winter. Groundhog what day. day is this? It's February 2nd. Groundhog Day. Every single day since 1993, the Bill Murray comedy classic celebrating 30 years. Excuse me. 
Where's everybody going? To Gobbler's Knob. It's Groundhog Day. And while all that repeated attention didn't necessarily put Gobbler's Knob on the map, they've been celebrating Groundhog Day there since 1887, the movie did boost tourism. Gobbler's Knob going from 5,000 to 35,000 visitors each February 2nd. So that's good. Yeah, but uh, no, he another six weeks out there. So if you guys believe that the critter that is related to other critters because it's a rodent is good at telling the weather, then you, my friends, are in for a sad day because it's another six weeks of winter. Chicken wing, chicken wing. That's going to be stuck in your head all day, isn't it? You're welcome. Chad Benson Show. This is the Chad Benson Show. Independent thoughts independent life this is chad benson missiles raining down on ukraine that is ugly people are running for cover and it's about to get uglier as we all know the last grasp here we'll hopefully maybe have mike Lyons on tomorrow to chat a bit about what's going on over there i also want to talk about what's happening when it comes to china because the china apparently came out today and essentially said uh hey you guys are being uh, a little ridiculous here. And so, you know, we're going to warn you about don't cross the line or else. They warned uh, Kevin McCarthy, who's thinking about going to Taiwan. I don't think China can tell me where I can go at any time at any place. No, no. Guess what we're doing now? There must be maybe some there there. Remember, a four-star general on Friday released a memo that said by 2025, we'll be in some sort of military conflict with China. Lo and behold, we're moving some of our ships around. Lloyd Austin, where are we headed and what are we doing? Why is this big? This is an opportunity to, uh, to increase our effectiveness, increase interoperability. It is not about permanent basing, but it is a big deal. It's a really big deal. Because we're moving stuff to the Philippines and areas around there. What? It gives us, presents, provides us the opportunity again to interact a bit more uh, in an effective way. Translation, uh, if something happened today, we don't have our stuff there. But in the months to come, if something went south, we do. And tensions are rising. China is saying, hey, you guys are endangering regional peace. uh, And this could get ugly. They've got an election coming up in less than a year, like 360 days or so. And their goal in that election is to, and this election is not in China, it's in Taiwan, is to swing it so you get Chinese supporters who will bring them to the fold of the 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 likes of China, much like they did with Hong Kong. That isn't going to happen, but they're going to do everything they can in their power to float money, to do all kinds of stuff to some pro-Chinese candidates. It's not going to happen. You know that, and I know that, unless they absolutely steal it. And to do that, you're going to need the Biden administration and the Democrats. Oh, Chad, you're so silly. But this is big news. 
This is interesting that we're doing this. We're not going to hear a lot of people talk about it because it's not sexy. It's not, you know, this is stuff down the road, but uh, an armed conflict with the second largest military might potentially in the globe. I don't know because we thought Russia was militarily incredible and they really aren't. Uh, the more paper tiger. And uh, even at that, I don't even know what what that's really about. Mike, Mike Lyons says, you know, with China, we don't know anything about them. You know, uh, we don't. I mean, India gives them hell on the border. So are, are they, you know, our guys and gals we know are, are they're, they're battle tested. They're ground tested. Our stuff works. But it could get ugly. And uh, they're already starting to throw some some warnings out there. 323-538-2423. At Chad Benson Show is your Twitter, your Instagram, all of the other things. Yesterday, Tyree Nichols was laid to rest. Uh, I said it, and I'll continue to say it throughout the show today. And I'll break it down with stats and figures and facts that not only was he murdered, but potentially several other murders are going to become are going to become uh, uh, potentially happen because of this, because of the way that policing is now not going to happen. And by that, I mean, there will be no more policing because police will pull back. Police will pull back and stop because the facts and data have proved out over a certain amount of sample sites. Now that we know that when high profile cases like this get in the news, Police in these areas pull back tremendously, which causes crime to escalate in those areas. And the people that are stuck there, the people that are there, law-abiding citizens, will now be held hostage to social media and the gangs. Well, Reverend Al, you don't understand. How are they going to keep crime down in the black community and at the same time not be tough and rough? Well, they do it the same way they do it on the white side of Memphis and they keep the crime down without being rough and tough. How do you have the same department that can keep crime down on one side of town without beating folk to death, but you can't do it on the other side of town? Unless you feel that you can get away with it there. I can't speak for everybody in Memphis. I can't speak for everybody gathering. But for me, I believe if that man had been white, you wouldn't have beat him like that that night. So. Let's talk about what happens in situations like this. We were just throwing out. What is probably going to happen based on the sample sizes and the data that in high-profile cases like this, police pull back. There are 60 million interactions with police every year. How many men are killed by cops? Black individuals yearly. Are you ready for this? According to this, 999 people in 2019 were killed by police. Almost all had weapons. 
253 were black. 12 victims were black, were unarmed. So 253 total. That's not a lot. When you think about the interactions they have. Mapping violence projects. uh, A group looked at uh, police killings of blacks in 2022, which amounts for just 1.8% of the year's 13,654 black homicide victims. And remember, we just said out of the 253 or so that were killed in last year or 2019, only 12 of them were unarmed. Oh. But because it doesn't happen this much, we can extrapolate the data and we find out that, oh my God, Ferguson, oh, Baltimore, e. you start going down the line and checking off the boxes. Guess what's happened? Minneapolis, all of these things. When a high-profile thing happens like this and it becomes something where it's splashed everywhere and then everybody looks down and it's it's we're done with the police, down with the police, you know, all this stuff. Oh, my Lord, the cops pull back and crime rates go through the roof. Oh, oh. They estimate. So this is an estimation. That it's about 400 plus extra murders, four to 450 extra homicides per year happen when police pull back. Two and a half times the loss of life than have the U.S. military, 12.6 times the annual loss of life due to shootings at schools, and three times the loss of life due to lynchings between 1882 and 1901 the most gruesome years. And I just gave you the stats when it comes to of the 249 black Americans who were killed by police, that's under 2%. Out of the 13,654 black homicide victims. And the number one thing we're talking about is this. When I talk about overdoses, and this is something we can both say, hey, we need to investigate. We need to see if there was institutional control that was lost. We need to look into all of these things. We need to make policing safer for everybody and not just safer when it comes to the cops or when it comes to the people, but for everybody, including what's going on in their minds. So they have an understanding that police are there to help, not hurt. It's not an overnight thing, but when you go in, uh, if you will, and you decide we're going to tear this thing down or we're going to do all this and everybody who's a cop is a bad person, which is the look that everybody has. And they paint the pictures of the Confederate flag is one of the things that the, they, they mentioned in the article uh, uh, from Riley and Wall Street Journal talking about the fact that the New York Times mentions the Confederate flag. It brings back, you know, days in Memphis. Of the, You're just like, that's insane. That is insane. And you won't talk about the other number of the 13,654 other murders. We can do both. We can have conversations about many things. We can contemplate and try to fix. But we get off topic because it is so much easier to grab onto something and to paint a narrative and a story. There's no doubt Tyree Nichols was a good dude by all accounts. There's no doubt he was a mama's boy. He, he was just a, a wonderful, good person who ran into 
who ran who ran into five cops who decided to take out their hate and anger on him for whatever reason, which hopefully we find out. But the people of Memphis are going to suffer the consequences if they pull back in an area that is already crime ridden and violent. And that's not fair to them. 323-538-2423 at Chad Benson Show. Your Twitter, your Instagram, all of the other things. Rough Greens. That's what I give my dogs every day. It's got vitamins, minerals, probiotics, omega 369. My dog Doodle, if he could talk, would say, it's delicious. Uh, that's, I don't know. That's probably what he would say. And it's just this, this you know, incredible canine VitaSmart. It's this powder, a supplement. I sprinkle it on top of his food. But what it's given him, in my mind, is not just kept him alive it's given him energy it's given him a better life it's made his joints healthier it's made him healthier and i love that and right now dr dennis black and everybody over rough greens want you to try it for free that's their goal is to make sure you try it for free all you have to do is cover the cost of shipping ruffgreens.com slash chad roughgreens.com slash chad you get the bag for free you cover the cost of shipping it is that simple roughgreens.com slash chad roughgreens.com slash chad chad benson show me too. Hashtag immigration reforms. Hashtag help. I'm trapped in a hashtag factory and I can't get out. The Chad Benson Show. Now it's time to find out what's trending. What's trending? Einstein, James Dean, Davy Crockett, Peter Pan, Elvis Presley, Disneyland, Princess Blake, Peggy Blake, trouble in the sewers. Norway, Oman, Pakistan, Qatar, Russia, Suriname. What's trending? Let's find out what's trending. I sound like Beyonce. She's trending on the old uh, machine called the Google machine. That's right. She was the third most searched thing yesterday. The Renaissance Tour kicks off, which will make people smile. 2016. Last time she toured. Ticketmaster is going to be quaking in their boots. Tom Brady, number one search thing yesterday. Groundhog's Day trending as well. Joss Sills, a Philadelphia Eagles player, has been indicted on rape and kidnapping charges. I'm thinking he's going to miss the Super Bowl. Don't know all the details. Samsung's latest uh, smartphone debuting today. Metastock jumps big time. Netflix password, Ozzy Osbourne, Alec Baldwin, all trending, as in Mason Greenwood. We'll talk about him in a second. Head on over to Twitter. Lots of stuff in Twitter. Uh, Groundhog Day, number one. Number two, Mason Greenwood trending. He is a soccer player from Manchester United who was accused of rape and coercion and several things, hasn't played for well over a year. Everything was dropped because they didn't have the evidence and more information came to light. Uh, But a youngster that the question, I guess a fair question is, what do you do? If you accuse somebody of something, everything's dropped. They can't prove it in court. You are not guilty. But at a time when the look matters more than the outcome for a lot of people. Is he not guilty? Is he bad? Do you do you ever give him a chance to play again? 
And that's something that they'll have to decide. But it's not just him. I mean, you know, last year you had uh, Trevor Bauer of the Dodgers, who uh, was in a situation where he was suspended for a long time, well over a season and a half, and all of the charges were dropped. And the Dodgers said yesterday that it was unanimous to 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 release him from the team. The guy who was wasn't just a pitcher, arguably the best pitcher in baseball. Oh, but what do you do? Gobbler's knob. Trending as well. Oh, yeah, it is. Totally happy Friday Eve trending, baby. That's what I'm talking. Jesus Christ is the Lord. Marguerite Taylor Green is trending because of, uh, apparently she said, well, she asked somebody, it was $5.1 billion used for CRT. And I'm like, what is she talking about? That's insane because they were having hearings yesterday for COVID. We'll touch on that craziness as well. Uh, a lot of other stuff out there trending. But, uh, you know, you look and you think to yourself, my goodness me, Charlie Munger is trending, as is Al Sharpton. We know why, Alice. Charlie Munger is the, he is the 93-year-old legendary investor who, all, who also happens to be, uh, he's calling for crypto to be completely banned in the United States. And people, of course, freaking out. And so maybe he's 99. He's up there. He's uh, he's up there. He's way up there. But he's saying, uh, why, uh, you know, let's get rid of crypto. Crypto needs to find its footing and it needs to not be insane. But it's hard when something starts out and the first thing that people know it for, really, the average person knows it for, is the fact that some guy stole everybody's money uh, and ran it as like it was his own private piggy bank. That's not a good look to the start of things. It's not. 323-538-2423 at Chad Benson Show is your Twitter. Got some stuff to read, some insanity, some emails from you guys. You can tweet at the show as well. Love hearing each and every one of you, even the ones who hate me, which makes me laugh because the anger. Why are you so angry? Breathe. It's gorgeous outside. Unless it's cold where you are, but still no reason to be angry. Chad Benson Show. Chad Benson Show. Independent thoughts, independent life. This is Chad Benson. Yes, indeed it is me you can always tweet at us at chad benson show text the program as well love hearing from all of you even when you hate my guts which again i don't care you have every right to hate me and say horrible things as long as you don't wish me uh wish to do harm to me or my family or to anybody else feel free to to have a disdain for me uh very interesting here's what one person said uh before you embarrass yourself with your next topic and we were talking earlier about uh you know like Van Jones, like black men and, 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 you know, cause Van Jones came out and said, well, this is racism, uh, about whether black men are racist, understand that they're not. 
but they were trained by racists who were employed by racists. Uh, then there was also a white officer there. If you look at the original video, you can see a white arm holding a taser. No, there was not a white officer there. Only white people can be racist. And you can't be racist against your own race, GD. You are blanking stupid, but I guess it's because you cater to your blanking stupid audience. Enjoy the pointy white hood. (laughs) Oh, my God. That is hilarious. Uh, Where do you go with something like that? You're angry. Okay. First of all, you can be racist. And if you don't think you can be racist against your whatever, your own kind, which, again, goes back to we're humans, so we're all in this thing together. This is a meat suit. Producer Anthony and I have talked about it on numerous occasions. One of our companies that we have is actually in Mexico. Oh, no way. Yes, my grandfather was born and raised in Mexico. If you saw my family, you'd be like, what is this? like a Benetton ad. Guess what? People with darker complexions, whether it's in the Hispanic community or in the black community, they'll talk about how they're treated differently by lighter skin. Is that not racism? Could a person who is black be racist against an Asian? Could a person who's Asian be racist against somebody who is Hispanic? Or is it just white people you see only through the lens of race and racism and that all white people are bad that's what you're going to get right there another person tweets at us what is conservatarian that's what i said yesterday is it like a libertarian yeah that's exactly what it is some conservative ideas some libertarian ideas and it does depend on the policy and, and the issue absolutely Absolutely. You know, we were talking earlier about the book banning that's going on in Florida. When you read down deeper into it, you find out it's all a bunch of malarkey. First of all, banning books is different than saying, hey, uh, this book here isn't banned. We're just not going to have it so children have access to it because it has sexually explicit things in it. And we feel that maybe seven-year-olds shouldn't learn how to do some of these things. Now, if you want to do that at home and show them all of these things, that is your prerogative as a parent. But maybe this shouldn't be on the shelf here at such and such elementary school. Oh, oh, I could see that. 323-538-2423 at Chad Benson Show is your Twitter. Tweet at us. Text the program. Love hearing from you. They had hearings, oversights yesterday over the insanity of the money we spent during COVID. We owe it to the American people to get to the bottom of the greatest theft of American taxpayer dollars in history. Yeah. And uh, there was lots of money stolen. And we should have serious questions about the money that was stolen. We poured out tens of millions and billions and eventually trillions of dollars. And billions of those dollars went uh, missing. These programs brought relief to many Americans. But with massive government spending comes opportunity for waste, fraud and abuse. Unfortunately, Democrats conducted little oversight of the over $2 trillion spent 
under the CARES Act. Yeah. And go look at the numbers. They're astounding, and they're still finding new stuff every single day. People were able to steal, not just here, but across the globe, and it was a bad thing. And you can point to all kinds of stuff like... Criminals were prepared to exploit the pandemic, in part uh, because for years they were selling identities stolen from past data breaches. They were also fabricating identities using personal and financial data of real people combined with false information. Yeah, some of that was true. But a lot of it was just, you're going to give me a bunch of money to not go to work or to continue to employ my people. While I continue to employ my people, I'll take your free money. It was it was bizarre. There was zero oversight because we got stuck into this COVID insanity. And rather than make solid decisions, people panicked. And it's going to cost some people in the future a lot more than people realize. Bill Maher talking about the anti-mandate voters. Private health care decisions. Be careful with that phrase. I read in the front page of the New York Times this week, there is a new voting block, a new constituency, anti-mandate. They said mostly parents, but these are people who are not going to vote based on Republican or Democrat. They're going to vote based on COVID policy. I'm one of them, and I don't even have kids. Yeah. Because of the insanity of it. And, it, you know, I mean, the more we look at it, the, the lies that were told, the yarns that were spun, all of this stuff that happened is, is coming out. It was it Tim Robbins, right? The actor who was super lefty came out and said, it was a cult. I got stuck in a cult. The belief, the lies, I still have friends that are stuck in this thing. And it was all baloney. It was all overdone. It was all spun. It was, yes, absolutely. And that includes the money all the way down to the mandates. Didn't mean that we didn't pay attention to it. Didn't mean that it wasn't real. But government decided to hand out gobs of cash and to control everything as much as possible. And if you don't think there's still gobs of cash out there, why is it taking four months to us to unwind this? You know, it's a medical issue. I do not want to be dictated. There is no the science, especially in yeah. medical science. You can recommend whatever you like, but I must insist you don't insist how I handle my health. Obama, Obama told me, if you like your doctor, you can keep your doctor. Well, I did and I do. And my doctors say very different things because doctors are afraid to speak out. And I want to listen to the ones who are sometimes afraid to speak out, although you can find them. Yes, but then they're told that they're nuts, they're crazy, and you can't listen to a word they say because they're, well, they're just wrong, right? And they're, they're deniers, and they're all of those things. Especially in medical science, which is eminently debatable, and they've already been wrong about so much in this particular crisis that we've had, not to mention everything they've been wrong about in the past. So don't sit there in your white coat telling me we have all the answers. You obviously don't. No, 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 they don't. But the 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 consensus of everything. It's like the other day I was watching this thing and they were talking about climate change. And the the guy said, "Well, the world has decided." Oh, there's no consent. Here's the thing about science. Science is about debating. Science about it, 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 there is no consensus. They're always debating. 
people are still trying to find out if the likes of Albert Einstein was correct. They're still trying to poke holes in things. But in some things, no. This COVID thing was a mess from the amount of money to the control that people had to the lies that were being told left, right, and center. It was ridiculous. And that fear that they put out there, I look at the media and say, you guys caused so much hell when it came to this. Rather than reporting the facts, rather than asking serious questions, you were so dead sent against getting Trump with some of your derangements and just pushing a narrative of people who bought big, giant, huge swaths of advertising across many of your networks that you failed to go, oh, we're here also for the people. That's part of it. And you wonder why your ratings suck. That a mid-level YouTuber has more ratings in the prime demographics than you are ever going to have. Hmm. I wonder why. 323-538-2423. At Chad Benson shows your Twitter. Tweet at us. Text the program. Think about that. There are people out there like the guy, the quartering guy, who is entertaining to watch, uh, whose hat's on sideways, and he uh, stumbles around a lot in what he says. He has a bigger viewing audience than CNN. Think about that for a second. I wonder why. Hmm. Maybe he's telling you something that you're not going to tell them because he's not worried about being in trouble with the sponsors or the, the Twitterverse. Hey, by the way, don't be in trouble when it comes to your investments. Talk to my buddies over at Bulwark Capital. They have a risk management strategy that is incredible. My buddy, Zach Abraham, is going to walk you through everything. You hear him every Monday right here on the Chad Benson Show. He's going to talk to you about the 60-40 stock bond uh, mix, which is completely outdated, what they've done in the past, what they're doing right now, and how they can protect your assets and grow your wealth. All you have to do is go to go go to Know Your Risk Radio, K-N-O-W, riskradio.com, and grab yourself a free copy of Common Sense Investing. They send it out to you and sit down and talk to them. Whether you're just starting, whether you're in the middle of your, your investing world, or whether you're already in retirement, how they can better help you grow your wealth. Check them out. Go to knowyourriskradio.com, knowyourriskradio.com. Investment advisory services offered through Check Financial, LLC, and SEC registered investment advisor. This here be the one and only Chad Benson Show. The Chad Benson Show. Where we reach across the aisle and occasionally poke someone in the eye. Beyonce will be rolling up to a city near you with the Renaissance World Tour, her first tour since 2016's Formation Track. It'll start in Stockholm in May, wrapping up in New Orleans in September. Presale tickets go up for grabs next Monday in what will likely be one of the biggest tests of Ticketmaster's verified fan technology system since the Taylor Swift fiasco a few months ago. Some are speculating that we'll get a taste of the tour Sunday at the Grammys, where Beyonce is the most nominated artist, but she hasn't been announced as a performer if you're a ticket master you're sweating it right now aren't you <laughs> just like oh god here we go oh my god oh my god oh my god oh my god i hope this thing doesn't go sideways oh my god oh my god oh and then at the other side of it you're like yeah i really don't care if you're ticket master we were looking the other day because the super bowl's here in arizona and we were looking at 
could you get tickets? You know, what's the cheapest ticket? Fifty six hundred, I think, was the cheapest ticket. Or was yeah, it was right around there. Uh, it was fifty two hundred because the total with fees was sixty five hundred. So they added on thirteen hundred dollars in fees. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. So uh, I don't know if we'll have that problem here because she's going to be with SeatGeek because she's doing the, where the Super Bowl is. She's going to be doing her concert there. But Ticketmaster's got to be sweating it a little bit. Maybe they could turn to ChatGPT to help. I don't know. We touched on it briefly yesterday, but uh, ChatGPT is crazy, awesome, scary bit woke from what i hear uh but we'll talk about that uh probably tomorrow we have a chance but somebody as we spoke about yesterday edward tian uh recognized the issue that teachers were going to have and decided he was going to try to help out with this because it was so easy to produce any kind of paper you needed to produce without having to do the work So we actually tested your app ourselves. We copied some text from a CNN article on Tom Brady's retirement. This was an article written by somebody at CNN. We ran it through your app and it said, I quote, your text may include parts written by AI. And it gave the text what was a called a perplexity score of 91.250. What does that mean? Those scores are actually look a lot more like human. ChatGPT is more likely to write itself versus it has a higher perplexity score of somewhere 90 or above. It's more likely to be human written because it's like all over the place. Maybe ChatGPT hasn't really. Yeah. Translation. One of the things that his new thing, it's called uh, ChatGPT 0X. And this will allow a professor, a teacher to go and say, okay, who was this written by? And it'll say that 90 plus per score. So, well, there's a highly likelihood that this has been written by a human being rather than a computer. So you're at least going to write a human wrote this. That doesn't mean it's any good, just that a human wrote it. But also, it's also starting to figure out, hey, it was not only written by a human, uh, 100% written by a human, or it was, it's like 50-50. Written by a human and AI. Oh, yeah. Kids, man, telling you guys, learn how to rewrite in such a way. It isn't that hard. (laughs) And you'll learn from it. So that's really interesting. So a a teacher, hypothetically, could use your program, run a student's paper through it, and based on the perplexity score, and if it was a very high score with a high number, then it's a high likelihood that that student wrote it. And that's what he's trying to explain. So it's a high likelihood. Doesn't mean it's 100%, but based on the numbers that he's rolling out with his own system, yes, there's a high likelihood that this has been done by a human being, which is what you want. Because the whole fear is kids are going to go here, they're going to throw everything down, uh, write something about this, 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 and this, and boom, it's going to come up, and they're going to turn it in, which is stupid. Rewrite it, right? Go in, add some other stuff, make you have all your figures right, double-check it. 
yeah, and I bet as you're doing all of that, you're going to be like, man, this is more hassle than it's worth. But you'll also start to learn some stuff. Uh, but there's going to be the lazies out there who are just going to try to hand something in written by said AI. So what we're really doing with this uh, perplexity or these indicators is we want to transition away from, hey, this is AI. Hey, this is human, because that in itself doesn't work, especially for an education use case. Instead, we want to move towards more of a, an explanation. This essay looks mostly human. Here are portions that have these scores, and we want to explain to teachers now how to interpret them. So at the end of the day, the human makes the decision. Yeah, yeah. It's going to be interesting. I mean, the way that, that, that you know, right now, the way that schools uh, and teachers uh, all the way through college are going to have to navigate the incredible opportunity with chat GPT and at the same time, the opportunity for kids to not want to do work and have chat GPT do it. Because in the end, if you can find something easier to do in the easiest way possible you will exercise that option it is working smarter not harder the difference here is this doesn't make you smarter which in the long term will make life harder 323-538-2423 at chad benson shows your twitter tweet at us text the program you miss any of the program please grab the podcast i appreciate that it's the chad benson show This is The Chad Benson Show. Independent thoughts independent life this is chad benson the giant rat has spoken or is it a beaver or is it a duck it's not a duck it's not a beaver it's not a duck bill platypus it's a puxatani phil i see a shadow on my stage and so no matter how you measure it's six more weeks of winter weather accuracy indeed uh, Puxatani Phil saw a shadow. So those of you, uh, six more weeks of winter, that means uh, shorts and T-shirts continue out here in Arizona. <laughs> so enjoy your winter everywhere else. It's not very nice, Chad. It's cold out here. I, uh, I Trust me, I hear you because, I mean, my show's all over the country, and I'm blessed. But, man, I hear from some of you people. Woo, do I hear from some of you people how cold it is and like, are you really wearing shorts to work? I'm like, I'm really wearing shorts to work because it's cold for us is if it gets into the 30s and I leave the house, it's about 30 degrees. I'm not 30, but it's like 39, 37. There was a couple days this past week where it dropped into like the 32 degrees where the little thing in my car would say the ice potential on the roads, which there's no ice on our roads. It was, uh, that's, that's, you know, I still wore shorts, by the way, because I'm inside all day. So, and because, uh, you know, I could put a jacket on if I need to go for a walk or something. I'll be fine. But it's cold in some of their places, and you guys know that. And now the big Puxatani Phil came out and said, oh, my God, more winter. Put me back in the hole. Put me back in the holes. 
It's heated. Why'd you guys pull me out here? It's probably what's wrong. He's pissed. Took him out of his hole. I'm just saying. 323-538-2423 at Chad Benson Show. Your Twitter, your Instagram, all of the other things. Uh, the big meeting that took place yesterday, eh, the debt ceiling. Are they going to find anything? Are they going to sort this out? Are they going to just get this thing done so we don't default on our debts? Oh, God, please tell us. I thought this was a good meeting. We promised we would continue the conversation. We'll see if we can get there. I think at the end of the day, we can find common ground. Oh, thank God. I hope you guys do find common ground because I was worried you weren't. Are they going to find common ground? I don't know. They don't ever find common ground on most things because they're useless. They don't do the things they need to do. They'll, they'll sit here and say stuff like this. We walked out saying we would continue the discussion. And I think there is an opportunity here to come to an agreement on both sides. And I think that's the best for the, I think that's what the American people want. Uh, yeah, what, no, what the American people want is you do your job. That's what the American people want. Do your job. Don't. Deal with the politics of what the people on Twitter are saying. Don't do the things that you think that your donors only care about. Do your job. But you know what you're going to care about? What your donors care about and what people on Twitter are saying. And that's it. It's the only thing that you are going to do because that's who you are. You're politicians. Nothing else. People always ask me all the time, why, oh, why do, you know, uh, why you come down on politicians so hard all the time? Because I don't trust that they're in it for the people. I don't trust that they're in it for you and I. I believe solely that they're in it for themselves because that's what they do. That's who they are. They've shown us that throughout the years. This is what they care about. It's about raising money and reelection. That's it. The two R's. Raising money, re-election. Oh, yeah, yeah. Because you got to raise the money for the re-election. And so much that money. Think about the money. And, and I'm always, you know, because the money is just, you follow it. But think about this for a second. The amount of money that pours into campaigns in state elections, you know, like statewide elections, Senate seats, things of that nature. Think about how much money pours into those things and how much it comes from outside of those states. Shows you what so much of this is about. It's about holding on to fiefdoms. It's not about doing the right thing for the people. It's not about going, hey, guys, we're going to have to cut some fat here. We're going to have to look at how we slim down some of these entitlements when it comes to the size of them, not the benefits, but all this, we're going to have to do a lot of these things and look at it in a real way because we got to get a handle on this spending and they got a handle on this borrowing. They'll never, ever do that. Their whole goal in the Ponzi scheme of politics is to make sure when the Ponzi scheme, the House of Cards comes down, the Jenga thing falls, whatever it is, that they're not the one that has pulled the card. They're not the one that is holding the little wood thing. They're not the one that it goes sideways on. That's it. And if they can continue to move the ball down, but eventually it'll come to an end. It'll work till it doesn't. And then the mess will be massive. And as long as they figure, well, I'm gone by then, they can't blame me. No, blaming all of you. We'll blame you now to get it out of the way. 
323-538-2423. At Chad Benson Show. Your Twitter, your Instagram, all of the other things that are available. Speaking of that, the debt ceiling, uh, the conversations around it are always hilarious uh, because they kind of get into it in such a silly way. Case in point, Jake Tapper and Republican Chris Stewart from Utah. So one of the things Biden is saying is, I'll show you my budget, you show me your budget. Show me your budget, I'll show you mine. Where is the Republican budget? Um, Do you know which programs under uh, House Republican budget would face uh, spending cuts when when that budget is finalized? Well, I think a lot of things are going to be on the table. I think there's some that the speaker has made clear, and that is we're not going to try to do any reforms in Social Security and Medicaid or Medicare. You show me your budget, I'll show you mine. They don't want, here's the thing. Biden's already said, I'm not giving in. Because if you give in, well, you look like you've lost. And we're going to get deeper. Like, you know, Tim Scott tried to do reform. Republican, great story. Uh, he tried to do police reform after George Floyd. And they, they did want to give Trump a win. Because so much of this is about how does the other side look in these pair of jeans? Right? Do they look better than me? And that's so much of what politics is now. It's about preventing the other side from winning, even if it means benefiting the people. I mean, should this guy say, well, we got to take the reforms of Social Security and Medicare off the table. Why do you take that off the table? By the way, reform doesn't mean you're going... Everybody wants police reform. Doesn't mean we're not going to have police officers and that they shouldn't serve the city. Right? Why can't we reform these things so they're leaner, they're meaner, the payouts don't change, people don't lose benefits, they gain access to maybe better things. Why does it always have to be when we try to fix some of these things, and we even because people freak out. Remember, I go back to the Paul, was it Paul Ryan, you know, throwing grandma over the cliff? That's it's all you need to know. That's it. It's about making sure the other side doesn't get a win. And if McCarthy goes in there and he wants to debate and he wants to talk about you know, hey, how do we fix some of this stuff? How do we get some of this stuff under control? Uh, the whole thought process is, I can't let you come in here and dictate the terms of this. So I'm going to give you absolutely nothing. But at the same time, I also know I need you because if I don't get what you, what you know, if I don't get this done, uh, you know, this is going to look bad on all of us. So, so what is it? At any time, are you talking about like, hey, how do we fix this for the people? No, zero, zilch. Nada. Nothing. You'll hear none of that stuff. None of it. Because they don't care. It's about making sure the other team doesn't get a win. Which could be a win for your team, apparently. But it's never about the people. Never. And that's sad. That is sad. Jay Powell was just asked about the debt ceiling. Is that the view of the White House? There is only one option. There are no prioritization off-ramps, comically large coins to consider. I think we've been very clear. I think we've been very clear from here that this should be done without conditions. It is it is their basic job, Congress, right, it is their basic ju- duty to lift the debt ceiling. It is something that has been consistently done over the years. It's their basic duty. No, it's not their basic duty. Their basic duty is you guys spend within your means. Get a budget done. When's the last time we had a budget done? 
So much of their basic duty isn't done anymore. And this is the issue we have. It's like, oh, no, this is exactly what should happen. It's their basic duty is to continue to lift the debt ceiling so we continue to outspend what we bring in. It's their basic duty. It's the basic duty of my credit card to give me a larger limit all the time, even though I outspend what's already on there. That's their basic duty. B.S. Good God. 323-538-2423. At Chad Benson Show is your Twitter. Tweet at us. Text the program. Love hearing from all of you. We're going to talk a little bit about Tyree Nichols yesterday. Uh, was laid to rest. Some of the things were being said, but also data and stats and the people that are going to suffer the most in this outside of Tyree Nichols and his family and who those people are based on facts, data, stats, historics. Talk about that. A lot of other things to get to. 323-538-2423 at Chad Benson Show. Your Twitter, Omaha Steaks, baby. You're going to love some Omaha Steaks. Love it first bite. Up to 50% off site-wide right now. And when you use code Benson, you're going to save an extra $30 when you check out. So you go to omahasteaks.com. It's 100% guaranteed. If you don't like it, you send it back, which is silly because they're the most amazing steaks. Since 1917, has been nobody even close to Omaha Steaks. So we barbecue a lot. We're barbecuing this weekend. I've got a fresh set of pork chops that I need to devour or else I'm in trouble with me. And thank you, Omaha Steaks. We've already got a little plan of what we're going to do this weekend. Our family, we love doing that. And it is going to be incredible. Plus, I've already stocked up for the big game. It is awesome. Burgers, check. Frank's, check. Comfort food, check. Sirloin. Oh, my Lord. The most incredible fillets. Yes. And of course, my favorite, the bacon wrapped pork chip. Mm. This weekend, we're going to be making memories and eating good. And so should you. A little love at first bite going on right now with Omaha Steaks. Go to omahasteaks.com. Use code Benson. On the way out, you save an extra $30 on already deeply discounted best amount of meat you could find. Fill that freezer up big time. If you love somebody, even yourself, give them some Omaha Steaks. OmahaSteaks.com. Use code Benson on the way out. OmahaSteaks.com. Code Benson. Minimum order may be required. It's the Chad Benson Show. You're listening to the Chad Benson Show. The Federal Reserve has raised interest rates 4.5% over the last year, and they've now jumped it another quarter percent because... My colleagues and I understand the hardship that high inflation is causing, and we are strongly committed to bringing inflation back down to our 2% goal. Fed Chair Jerome Powell saying there could be more rate hikes depending on how quickly those price hikes slow. Uh, They don't seem to be slowing, and here's the weird thing. We're just adjusting to it, which is not good. Which is not good. We want. We're never going. I, the, I think the two percent is a fairy tale at this point. Three percent, four percent. We may get a year where we have to. That, that's kind of a fairy tale. It, it, it's slowing it down and bringing it back down. And oil prices continuing to stay steady and potentially starting to rise now that China is starting to truly open up and get running here. You're going to have uh, a crunch, I think, as we head into Memorial Day, where you're going to start to see gas prices ride because we see. You know, gas prices, 
they get up to that $4 to four fifty range, you can hear people screaming again because prices are going to start to go up. So they're, I just... But we've adjusted. That's kind of the thing, because that's what humans do. We adjust. We figure it out. We figure it out. Or else, right? Uh, will there be more rate hikes? Because this is something that people, it, you may not pay attention to. It's not super exciting, but it, it, you need to pay attention to it. Yes, there's going to be more. Why should you pay attention? Prices are cooling, but you're still paying about 10.4% more than a year ago for food. The latest rate hike will mean paying more for your credit card. The average household credit card debt is just under $6,500. The new rate hike means you'll pay an additional $123 in interest. That's why you pay attention. Your car payments, things of that nature, those things, and they hit you where? In the pocketbook, the place that all of us participate. That's why you pay attention. And we're going to just have to adjust. It's it's a bizarre economy. I don't know what else to say. Uh, That rolling, you know, the thing that that we talked about the other day, the rolling recession where you're going to find markets are going to be up and down and sideways. You're going to find sectors that are going to struggle and then, you know, they're going to do well. Uh, and, you know, and you still have to wonder what the hell's going on in China because nobody really knows because nobody can believe anything they're talking about. They just don't. And it's frustrating for all of us. I get it. But this is kind of what we got. So what we learn to do is we learn to ready. Everybody, everybody adjust accordingly. And that's what we've been doing. 323-538-2423 at Chad Benson Show. It's your Twitter, your Instagram, all of the other things. There are plenty of things out there. By the way, uh, the insanity of travel. I don't know. I'm blessed. I don't really travel that much. You know, we're going to be going out mm, not this weekend, the following weekend. Uh, We'll be off, uh, you know, President's Day weekend. And uh, we're heading out. Jack's got a hockey tournament. We'll drive out there. And, you know, I haven't flown a lot. Obviously, with COVID hit, we we didn't really go out anywhere or do anything as far as, you know, going visit stations, doing stuff like that. But I, I just, everybody I talk to, I'm like, I, the nightmare of of flying at this point in time is 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 ridiculous and it seems to be getting worse on a daily if it's not one thing it's another airport officials are hoping that will change today on top of that crews are working around the clock to get power restored they're even bringing in backup from out of state and the good news is temperatures should be rising throughout the day and that's good news uh at the same time you know the frustration level i hear from just everyday people about you know, flying, even when conditions are pretty ideal, it's it's frustrating. 323-538-2423, at Chad Benson Show, is your Twitter, your Instagram, a lot of the other things. Tyree Nichols was laid to rest yesterday. We're going to talk about what that means, potentially, for the city of Memphis. Now that there is a high-profile Police versus citizen death and murder. What does that mean for them? What can they expect in a place where they are dealing already with rampant crime and violence? Talk about that straight ahead. Chad Benson Show. The Chad Benson Show.
Independent thoughts, independent life. This is Chad Benson. Yesterday in Memphis, Tyree Nichols was laid to rest. Uh, It was horrible what took place. There's no doubt about that. But what's coming potentially for the city of Memphis is awful. Great article in the Wall Street uh, Journal. It's an opinion piece by uh, Jason Riley. And he goes off about the New York Times, you know, all this, a, lot of the, a lot of the stuff that's out there that you hear, right? Uh, you know, and he talks about the, the multiple references to the old Confederacy and et cetera, et cetera. But then he brings in what some people call data, facts, and stats. And he talks about a 2020 report uh, published in the Manhattan Institute the political scientist Eric Coffin noted that police killings of African Americans declined by 68% from the late 60s to the early 2000s. They've been kind of at that level ever since. A study published in the Journal of Trauma and Acute Surgery in 2018 looked at more than a million service calls to police departments here in Arizona, Louisiana, and North Carolina and found that officers used physical force in the course of arrests less than 1% of the time. Moreover, 98% of suspects who were arrested. Are you ready for this? When they use force, sustained no or mild injury. How many times do police come in contact with human beings during the year? 60 million times. That's the police and public number that come in. And that, and that includes everybody from blacks to whites to Asians to trans to everybody. Oh. New York City. Police shootings declined 90% since 1970. Nationwide, police killed 999 people in 2019. So how many people did they kill? Almost 1,000. Let's break it down. They were all black. No, they weren't. 424 white, 253 black. 12 of the black victims and 26 of the white victims were unarmed. Why am I bringing this up? Because... As you dive deeper into this and the data gets bigger and bigger and the numbers flash when a situation like this goes viral. And we've talked about why did these things make the news? It's like a shark attack. A great white shark attack or any shark attack that makes the news is because they don't happen the way that you think. It just don't. Doesn't happen like it's a, it, you, we, we think this is an everyday, all the time, you know, 24 hour occurrence that, that this is all that happens in communities, period. Like this is it. Like cops are just running around on the street, blasting people. 60 million contacts between the public and police officers. 999 deaths. Soak that up for a second. Of which 424 were white. Oh. So what happens? Ronald Fryer, Harvard economist who's researched the aftermath of high-profile encounters between black suspects and police, found a pattern that, as he described it, is very uh, 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 disturbing. Oh. Yeah. Remember Michael Brown Ferguson? Yep. Laquan McDonald, Chicago. What happened in Baltimore uh, with the young man who was in the the paddy wagon and he died? Yeah, yeah, we remember that. Well, guess what happens afterwards? Cops pull back. Violence rises exponentially. Yeah. Yeah. 
He points out when there is little to no national attention, nothing changes as far as the police pulling back. When there is national attention, they pull back, and guess what? Homicide and total crime rises exponentially. Oh, oh, how much so? Well, this is the crazy one. In Baltimore and Chicago, police and civilian encounters fell by 90% after they, there was an investigation of violent, of, of violent conduct. So they come in, they do an investigation, boom. Now here's something. Their estimates suggest investigating police departments after viral incidents of police violence is responsible for approximately 450 excess homicides per year. Two times the loss of life than the U.S. military in a year. 12.6 times the annual loss of life due to school shootings. Three times the loss of life during lynchings between between 1882 and 1901, as they call it, the most gruesome years. What happened in Paul, uh, what is going to happen in Memphis, as he's pointing out, is the pullback. Is going to allow the people who are already causing Memphis to have a horrific spike in crime and violence over the last several years in certain neighborhoods to now run amok because the police are going to feel like, well, we better pull back. So we're not going to do anything. What does that mean? The average individual, not a criminal. Not somebody looking to do bad, but trying to survive day by day. The people that are trying to do the right thing because that's what you do as a human being. The people who are going to work. The people who are going to school. They are going to be held even more hostage by criminals. So not only did Tyree Nichols and his family suffer a horrific loss. But according to the data and facts and the stats here, so will the people of Memphis. 323-538-2423 at Chad Benson Show is your Twitter. Tweet at us, text the program. Love hearing from every single one of you. Yesterday, uh, we started hearings on all kinds of things, but something that was done was something was rolled out by Andy Biggs. If you guys don't know who Andy Biggs is, he's a politician that's here in Arizona, and he has got articles for impeachment ready to roll on Mayorkas. We want to remove Alejandro Mayorkas from office. Because he's not serving the American people. He's serving a lot of the interests that are enemies of the American people. The Mexican drug cartels come to mind. Yeah. Now, do I think he's being paid off? No, I don't think they alluded to that. Now, they haven't submitted these uh, articles for impeachment just yet. But it is very interesting to see what they are rolling out and why. And I think we can all agree that they've done a piss poor job at the border. And to say that they haven't would be an absolute bold faced lie. They've been awful at best. They're confusing at worst. They're they, they don't even pay attention. They're not incompetent. They just don't pay attention. And that's what's happening. So Andy Biggs is rolling out this, and he's laying out, hey, this is why we need to get rid of this guy. Time and again, we've heard that the border is secure when we know that the truth isn't anything close to that. Absolutely 100% correct. And we've heard Mayorkas on hot mics on several occasions 
He'll go from the board is secure. It is good. It is fine. Everything's okay. Uh, it's working the way it's supposed to. And then off, you know, off that mic and a hot mic picks up. It's a hot mess. It's a disaster. This thing's a crisis. It's disgusting. We can't fix this. Blah, blah, blah. That's the issue right there. You've lied to everybody in their face and nobody calls the BS. I'm not a big fan of a lot of ridiculous uh, pontificating, you know, politicians who get up and, you know, they want to have their five minutes, you know, on C-SPAN so they can retweet it and raise money when it comes to all these hearings and committees. But when it comes to actual stuff that's going on the border, I think we absolutely need to have the conversation. And that conversation also needs to come back to all of these politicians who've done nothing over the decades on both sides of the aisle to fix it. Now, the last administration, they tried. They rolled things out. And the Democrats didn't want to hear about it because it would have given Trump a win. We talk about Tim Scott, you know, talk about giving somebody a win in the politics of the game. He had police reform. He had basically said to them kind of the similar thing that that Trump did with, hey, I want the wall. I'll double your DACA people. Right. I'll give you, you know, you want to, uh, you want six hundred thousand, eight hundred thousand. I'll give you two million. I just want my wall. They couldn't give him a win. Kind of the same thing. Tim Scott rolled out police reform, a Republican. But because of Trump, they weren't going to give him a win. Which is asinine and stupid, but that's par for the course in the world of politics. 323-538-2423. At Chad Benson Shows to Twitter. Tweet at us, text to program. Raycon, best earbuds around. You will love your Raycons. I love mine. Wear them every day. Whether I'm working out, which I'm trying to do a little bit more of. Playing my pickleball, which I love to do. Playing golf. And yes, sometimes, as I said yesterday, somebody asked me, you really do that? I said, yeah, I put my, my earbuds in. And I'll put them on isolation mode. And then I will just relax. I won't even have anything on because I'm able to just kind of quiet everything because it's good for me to take a little bit of a nap. And I love that. They are amazing. Incredible. The fit, the sound quality. You won't find anything better for the price. I challenge you. They have buy now, pay later, which is great. On top of that, it's 100% money-back guarantee. If you don't like it, you can send your earbuds back. Get your Raycons now by going to buyraycon.com slash chat. Check out their entire selection from speakers to amazing gaming headphones and everything in between. Buyraycon.com slash chat saves you 15%. Chad Benson Show, where we reach across the aisle and occasionally poke someone in the eye. Ozzy Osbourne staying home for good, saying his touring days are over, sharing a message with fans that he calls probably one of the hardest things he's ever had to do. He says he's never really been able to recover from that accident four years ago that damaged his spine, and he's just not physically capable of doing his upcoming tour, but he couldn't deal with the travel. He says his voice is fine, and he never would have imagined that his touring days would have ended this way. He thanks his family, friends, and fans for giving him the life he never, ever dreamed he would have. Now, oh, Ozzy Dunn. And, of course, yesterday, Brady retiring. And, man, that's just they're, they're dropping like flies. I mean, they're not dying, but they're moving on. 
So uh, I don't know if Ozzy's going to make new music. I would assume, but usually when you're making new music, your your whole goal is to get out on tour and play it. I don't. I, I guess you're you're not going to be doing that. But uh, you know, he's 74 years old. You think about that. You go back. Like I am 52, and you know, I grew up with Ozzy. You know, Ozzy. You know, when he left Sabbath, and then. You know, he became, you know, really what we thought of Ozzy and the Bark at the Moon and MTV and the whole, you know, the Bat Mystery and all of that stuff. And him being arrested at the, uh, was it the, was it the Alamo? Because he, he peed, everybody's like, he's disgracefully peed on the, he did, you know, he was drunk. And it, was, it was, but I grew up with Ozzy and it's, it's sad when you see people you grow up with who just can't do it anymore. And, you know, because you just you, you want to think of them as and, and, and it's like anything, even athletes. Right. You want to think of them as what they once were. And uh, I don't know if he'll do music again, but Ozzy, uh, call it a quits on the rock and roll, rockety roll. Speaking of calling it quits, think about this for a second, people. Would you want to do this? Five days pay, four days work, a four-day work week. Four-day work week. Sounds amazing, right? Shorter work week, same pay. More than 180 companies and thousands of employees around the globe have joined a six-month pilot program to see how a four-day work week could function for their businesses. And so far, the experience has been... Positive. (laughs) Chaotic. We didn't know what we were doing. We were all over the shop. Yeah, and Maryland's thinking about throwing into this four-day work week as well as they're going to start, you know, and they're looking at it in a major way, like, could this be something real? And somebody asked me the other day, could you guys do it? And I said, if, you know, because my wife has always said, you know, like four-day week, that sounds awesome because it does. Uh, But when I was growing up, my aunt did a four-day work week and her four-day work week looked like this. Uh, Monday, Tuesday, she worked and she worked. 10 hours and then she was off Wednesday and then she worked Thursday, Friday and off Saturday, Sunday. And it was, uh, it was very interesting the way that she went about doing it. It was very, you know, like, but it was a 10 hour day. Uh, Not so much in Maryland. This is what's interesting. Hard. Everyone was getting super burnt out. We were just sort of relentlessly working, you know, tied to our computers just constantly. The uh, requirements are no reduction in pay. So all employees are still getting their five days pay. And there must be a meaningful reduction in work time. So the vast majority are going to a four day, 32 hour week. You've got to figure out how to do it so that you can maintain your productivity and, and your output and so forth. Yeah. And that to me was like, I'm like, well, wait a minute, you're not putting in 40 hours. So you're essentially getting a raise, which is crazy uh, to think about that. So you're getting not only are you getting a day off extra, you're getting a raise because you only work at 32 hours. It sounds like an idea fresh out of the pandemic, right? Not quite. The reality is that the desire for a shorter work week goes back a long time. In the 1970s, it was fairly popular and people were talking about the crisis of leisure and then it faded from view for a long time. I guess the tide has gone out and we've seen just how strapped we all were with our work lives and home lives and lack of balance there. Yeah. And again, it's been around a while. 
uh, what I found interesting, so you are getting a raise. So if you got paid $50,000 a year, it's $961 a week. If you took this right here, and you you were getting $24 an hour, you'd be now getting $30 an hour. So you get a day off and you get a raise. How far, uh, how excited would most of you? So again, people have asked, could I do this? If it became the norm, then yeah, I guess everybody would do it, right? Look, so if, if Friday, Saturday, Sunday or became kind of the norm where that was a weekend, then yeah, because people wouldn't be going to work. But the way a lot of companies are doing it is they're breaking it up. It is a Saturday. Uh, no, the, the way they're working is so like Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, a certain amount of people come in. And then Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, another certain amount of people come in. And so for my job, no, that's that's not possible. But I did say for my local show, because there's two of us, I said, dude, the way we work it out is we have Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, you're here, right? Then I'm here Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday. And then we kind of rotate, you know, each one of us has, uh, you know, one day off. So I'll be off on a Monday. You'll be off on a Friday. Then the following week. We, so it, it was, you know, it, it could work, I guess, like that uh, for my business, you know, because you guys are probably already sick of me. The five-day, 40-hour work week feels like this immutable law that was handed down by God uh, at some point, but we invented it about 100 years ago. We just haven't updated it. What we hear anecdotally from workers suggests that they don't waste much time anymore. They communicate in much faster ways and so forth. What you're telling me is in four days, they're more productive. Yes. We haven't made a final decision yet, so we haven't decided exactly how we're going to move forward with it, but we will be moving forward with it. And if that's the way you're also going to be able to keep some employees that are good, you might start thinking about it. Be interesting. What would you think? 323-538-2423 at Chad Benson Show. Your Twitter, your Instagram, all of the other things. Solid fun show today, as always. Enjoyed it. You guys have a blessed rest of your day. Oh, my. Hey, hey, I see you Friday. Night, night, Jack. This is the Chad Benson Show.